1: Oh my goodness what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of bring the juice your guys Cody and Derek back for another one guys and hey we have some breaking news when it comes to Jonathan Taylor so according today uh, according to to Ari Miroff and many others today Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has been granted permission to seek a trade I guess Adam Schefter was the first one on that. So we all know the situation with Taylor. He's been frustrated with the Colts. There's been a lot of interesting conversations that have happened the last couple months. And now, Derek, the Indianapolis Colts have given Jonathan Taylor the opportunity to go out there to see what's out there and seek a trade potentially. Now, it was said, and Stephen Holder added, the Indianapolis Colts are looking – for a first round pick or the equivalent of a first round pick. So that's a high price obviously for a team that would be interested in Taylor not only paying the first round pick or the equivalent of but also having to pay Taylor as well. So man, give me your thoughts on this. Obviously a lot of stuff here that's culminated and it's just I think a lot of us were kind of just like surprised based off of what Jim Ursay said recently just a couple of days ago about Taylor Being with the team, traveling to Philadelphia, being excited, all that stuff. It it seems like the Colts are giving him a chance here, man. And I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is definitely not something that I thought I would be dealing with when I got out of work today. Um, So before we pack into everything else, just talking about the actual giving permission to seek a trade thing uh first i must say i'm very i'm i'm disappointed in i i don't know if i'm more disappointed in jonathan taylor and his group or if i'm more disappointed in the colts for allowing it to happen uh I, i feel like i have to know some more information in order to get a better grasp of it but i mean cody this was a guy that two months ago said that he wanted to spend the rest of his career in Indianapolis and was excited to be in Indianapolis Colt again, get back out on the field, and be out there with his team. And then over the span of the last month, we have went from him not being able to pass a physical to then him not playing, him not practicing, then hearing he's not happy with the contract extension, and then saying he wants to be traded out. And now with everything that's going on with when him now getting permission to now seek that trade makes you think that again, the it, Jonathan Taylor and his group is not backing down. They will 100% hold out on this decision until the very freaking end. And I hate to say it, Cody, and we're going to talk about this here in, uh in this live stream and everything else. Uh, even if they can't find a trade partner, it this makes me think more and more that Jonathan Taylor will not play all year. He will not play. If the Colts cannot trade him or find a deal that they deem worthy, then Jonathan Taylor, I do believe, will sit the entire year because he has dug himself too far into the hole. He has dug himself through it His agent is going to tell him that he needs to stick to the plan, which is you do not give in to the Indianapolis Colts at all. Nothing. Don't give them anything. And that's why we're now in this situation where the Indianapolis Colts, I guess, caved thinking that they could potentially get something out of Jonathan Taylor, because if they thought there was any way that Jonathan Taylor was going to play this year,
1: they wouldn't be, giving permission of this i disagree with that i disagree with that to the point of i think the colts are just saying fine you want to trade go out there and see no team is willing to pay you the amount that you are wanting i don't fault the colts at all for doing this i really don't they have stuck. i don't think this is them giving into caving to him at all to be completely honest i think this is just them saying all right you want to trade go ahead seek a trade if this is what we're asking for and if we're not getting this we're not trading you and I think the Colts, you know, if there's a team that's willing to do that, okay, you get a first-round pick for a running back, absolutely, you take that. I don't care how good he is. If this market right now, if a team's willing to pay that and go pay him, good for them. But they're not going to be contending anytime soon. Like, I think the Colts are there. But, you know, really, I think the Colts are not giving away giving him away for cheap. I think if they really were just like, all right, you know what? You know, we're, we're not willing to pay that. We'll trade him for whatever. Like, the Colts aren't just going to give him away. That's been a big thing. So I think for me, in my opinion, I think there's – I see this playing out in one to two ways, Derek. I think the first way is, like I mentioned, there's – okay, there's a team that sees Jonathan Taylor say, we don't care if he's a running back. We're going to trade for him. We see him as a special talent. We're willing to trade for him and pay him. They give away a first-round pick or the equivalent of – and the Colts continue to rebuild around Anthony Richardson, right? Or (laughs) no team is interested in that, and the Colts aren't just going to trade him. I I don't think the Colts are going to, like, back down from that either. So the Colts don't trade him, and, okay, like, (laughs) maybe they're like, look, Jonathan, like, we've told you, man, this isn't just an us thing. Nobody is willing to pay you, and maybe they're like, you know, hopefully he sees that and signs for a more reasonable extension, right? That's, that's the two ways that I see it playing out, or I guess the third way, if he sits out. I mean, that's a worst-case scenario because nobody really benefits from that, to be completely honest with you. But, yeah, that's kind of how I see it playing out. I don't see this as a Colts caving. I see this as a Colts saying, all right, you're so sure you're worth that much? Go on, test the market. See, see, see what we're talking about isn't just us. This it's- is the state of the NFL. That, that's how I perceive it, at least.
2: I'd agree with you. I guess I didn't think about it that way. I guess you're absolutely right, because when you look at the state of the running back market, we already know it's bad. And, like, how many teams actually can afford to pay him a big deal? Because, clearly, he wants the big deal. Now, with that, Cody, does he actually take the chance on signing somewhere with a shorter deal just to stick it to Indianapolis that I'm not sure because it sounded like from the very beginning, all he wants is the big deal. Nothing short of the big, big extension. Like it has to be the biggest one in all of that. So there's only a few teams in all of football right now that can afford to pay Jonathan Taylor. And I mean, Chicago could be one of them. And Chicago, I think, could be the biggest one because they have the cap space. They don't have a big-name running back. That would be one that I would see them doing. Now, the only other few spots that I could think of is Miami, but Miami has no cap space left. And and Minnesota's not going to do it because they would have just paid Dalvin Cook. And the Jets just signed Dalvin Cook. So that's how that works. So really, I don't know. I mean, if somebody else could tell me, and there's no way the Browns are going to do it. The Browns have Nick Chubb. They don't need Jonathan Taylor. Could Nick you Chubb's see, been like, around.
1: Could but, you see a contender potentially doing it? Say like Buffalo, Kansas City, one of those teams that like they think he is the like, we're already like contenders. But if we add Taylor to the mix, it puts us over the top, right? That's never the, put
2: anything past the. Never right. put
1: anything past the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, dude. Exactly. I mean, never I put anything like, past it. Those are the only logical ones that make any sense. Or I could see Derek like a team with a young quarterback that wants just like you know they kind of have the thought of like. I know he's not like a receiver, but we want to surround him with as much talent, kind of what we thought maybe he would be with Indianapolis, but they have a little bit of a different philosophy and they are willing to pay that amount and they're kind of willing to cave to his demands a little bit more, right? That would be the only scenario I could see, like either a contender that's ready, you know, to, to take it to the next level. They're like, hey, if we have a good running game to already, you know, really help our elite passing game, like that'll take us over the top. Or if we have, you know, a young quarterback, and we can afford to pay a running back, you know, whatever he wants for the next couple of years, because that quarterback's going to be on his rookie deal, and we're going to have him cheap. So that's kind of what I would think. Um, so, you know, the couple teams, like you mentioned, you know, could potentially, I don't even, I honestly, I've forgotten what Carolina's backfield looks like at this point. But, um, you know, could Carolina potentially be interested just because of Bryce Young, you know, wanting to build around him? Obviously, Frank Reich has, very is very familiar with Jonathan Taylor as well. So like teams like that that that's kind of what i'm thinking as far as that goes.
2: I mean, the only thing that's crazy is that we're in this spot because you're right cuz the Colts have told Jonathan Taylor, okay, so you can't practice right now because you're hurt. You are showing your hand and that you're seeking a ginormous deal and what makes it even more crazy is the fact that again these teams have to trade for him it's not just about dalvin cook when you had dalvin cook you could pay him 8 million dollars but that was all you were doing was paying him 8 million dollars but what now for taylor not only do you have to pay him the highest one of the highest paid contracts for a running back in the NFL. Meanwhile, while he's hurt, he can't play, at least not right now. And then on top of it all, you have to trade for him. And the Indianapolis Colts versus what you were saying with Stephen Holder saying that they want a a first-round pick or picks that they presume to be worthy of a total of a first-round draft pick. So it doesn't have to be a first, but... Do they get a deal like what San Francisco gave up for Christian McCaffrey, like a second, a third, a fourth, and a sixth, all for that sort of thing? So I don't know. I doubt there's any team out there that's willing to do that other than the Chicago Bears because they have all this cap. They have all this uh, draft capital that they could go with that's really the only team that to me makes sense because I don't think Buffalo is going to give up three draft picks for Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor is not their biggest issue when it comes to their team. Uh, And then with Kansas city, I don't think Kansas city is giving up three or four draft picks or first rounder for Jonathan Taylor. They might because they don't, they don't need to worry about it and they know their first rounder is a late one anyway, but I mean, Chicago would seem to be the only one, but I just don't know if Chicago is going to do that. So, again, we were talking about how Jonathan Taylor has no leverage. It's being shown at a massive scale right now. He has no leverage at all. There's nothing that he can talk to teams about that says, this is like you're going to get immediate impact out of me because he's still hurt. He's trying to get out. He's not worthy of 15, 16 million plus dollars a year. And then on top of it, you you have to give up the draft capital. I just don't see a way that this goes
1: down. No, not at all. And shout out to the 500 people in here. Be sure to like, subscribe, stay put with what we're doing um, and stay up to date with what we're doing as far as Colts coverage goes. But yeah, you're right, Derek. I just don't see a team right now that really realistically says that's worth it, right? Maybe a, Maybe a team comes out of the woodwork and just says, all right, we're willing to do it, you know, but like, I think this is more of a statement and it could be wrong. There could be a team, but I think it's more of a statement of like Taylor. Okay. JT. Like you've had, you know, you dug your, you dug your feet in, right. You've really dug your feet in. You've said, this is what I want to be paid. And I'm not going to get paid any less than this. And I think they want him to like have a reality check because it seems like he, you know, a couple months ago, he understood. That's kind of what the market was. Wasn't happy about it. You know, obviously nobody would be happy about it, but he understood. It seemed like there was an understanding there that that's just what it is. He wants to be a part of the team. And then it just seems like his expectations got taken to just completely unrealistic levels. And that's kind of where we currently stand, where it's like, I don't know what you expected, you know, like. This isn't just a, and people like to blame Jim Irsay. I don't get that because it's like, oh yeah, Irsay probably shouldn't have tweeted what he tweeted. I get that. But also like, that's just the market in general. That's not just an Irsay thing. That's an NFL thing. And it's bigger than Jim Irsay here. And so I think, you know, hopefully, I think the Colts are hopeful. And again, we'll see, like, if they don't get a trade, that Taylor will wake up a little bit and be like, okay, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to net that. Like that's just not where I'm at right now. It's not where the market's at. It's unfortunate. I don't like it, but that's what I got to do, you know? And it's crazy Derek because I have would have no question in my mind before this whole drama went down, the Colts would have no problem after this season extending Jonathan Taylor and keeping him on their team. I don't have a question about that before all this went down. Now I'm not so sure because this has become a distraction with your football team, an unnecessary distraction that you frankly don't need. You have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, and this stuff is just, it's cancerous to your locker room, man. Like it just, it just is like, it just it hurts your locker room and it distracts your locker room from what maybe the focus should be. Right. And so you don't want that. You don't want that kind of stuff. So hopefully the Colts and Taylor can get something figured out and we'll see We'll monitor the market. You know, we don't really know if that's actually a reality or if, or what's going to happen. But I think it's more than likely that a team's not going to be interested. Could be wrong. You know, a team could come out of the woodwork. But I think it's more of like a, all right. You know, you don't believe us. You think you're still worth that. All right, go out and see it. You know, that's kind of what my perspective is on it. Because you're right. Like, who realistically is going to pay that much? I just don't see it.
2: I, and again, like. When it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, it, they're not. I don't see a situation where uh, where Jim Ursay is just willing to give up Jonathan Taylor that easy. easy. Like I said, the, the the compensation has to be good, or else they're just going to keep him because again, Jonathan Taylor is hurt, and the only way to convince these teams that he's worth something of that caliber is to inform them that he's going to be back and he's going to be ready to play. And from all accounts, we, we don't know when he's going to return. Nobody knows right now. So, I mean, that just makes this all the more crazy is the fact that we're sitting here. Jonathan Taylor can't even play. And this is the uh, world that we're living in right now, but I don't know. This is going to be, this is just, just, why can't the Colts ever have a regular offseason, bro? <laughs> like, I mean, this thing, this has spiraled out of control so fast. I mean, I, I, it really sucks just to go on a little bit of a tangent here. It just really sucks because, like, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that we'd be in this situation where Jonathan Taylor of all people on this team is requesting a trade out of Indy because of the situation around the league. I never would have thought it. It just leaves a, just leaves a sour taste in my mouth of Jonathan Taylor of all things. Just cause I mean, this was, this was supposed to be the year of trying to build this team around its young nucleus. And Jonathan Taylor being one of them and that and just the fact that he thinks he's worth more than that right now is just it it, it angers me and I, I really am really upset that this team most likely this most likely shows that jonathan taylor unless jonathan taylor and his crew get a a big awake uh, rude awakening that no other team wants him I don't think he's going to play i think we've seen the last of jonathan taylor
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: It, just, it is unfortunate because, you know, on paper, like it's a great asset to have for your rookie quarterback. It, it would help him out tremendously, right? We, we know this. Like we talked about this. Like having Jonathan Taylor on the field versus not, I mean, you see the difference. Like you do see the difference. And just having a player of his caliber, a player who is a year removed from, you know, leading the league in rushing by nearly 500 yards like having that in your backfield with your rookie quarterback would be tremendous for him his rookie year it would be so helpful for him you know and it would help i think in his development as well so it is very unfortunate that's gotten to this point where he may not play in a Colts uniform again like you said it's just it's very unfortunate um it really sucks for Anthony Richardson that it's come to this point but you know it is what it is you know and i guess the the pause the, the best case scenario here Derek you know, outside of Taylor realizing and waking up is if a team does call and you do, you know, go get that first round pick of the equivalent of, because let's be honest, Derek, like by the time the Colts are realistically in their window in two to three years, Taylor's going to be getting, you know, he's going to be on the other side of 25. Like he's 25 right now. He's going to get closer to 30 and we know the shelf life of a running back. So, you know, his prime years are now, well, Richardson is probably going to take a year or two, you know, if he fully gets to where he needs to be. So, like, if you can get what you're asking, like, I think you take that. and I don't think you look back, to be completely honest, Eric. I mean, for one, you get compensation to continue to build around your rookie quarterback. Number two, you remove this looming drama that's been around your team all offseason. And I think that would be best case scenario. And again, we'll see, like we said, we don't know if it's very likely, but we'll see if that does happen. I think that would be great for, for the Colts. Great for just continuing to build around Richardson as well. Um, Because I do think, you know, next year you can get a running back in the mid rounds to help out and you would be fine. And still the running back market, like we even saw there Dalvin cook didn't really sign for that much money. To be completely honest with you, we got a one year deal, right? So It's not like he's breaking the bank. Like it's not like he's getting a crazy twenty million dollar deal. Like so, the running back market is what it is. And as special of a player as Jonathan Taylor's been for Indianapolis, it's unfortunate that his position is just the way that it is. It's just it's not valuable. It's the least valuable position, arguably, on the offense and and in the you know on the football team. To be completely honest with you, it just sucks that it's to this point because we know how great of a player he is. And literally feels any other position. There's no question he's getting the bag, man. There's no question. So it just sucks that it's to that point. But if you're Indianapolis, if you're Shane Steichen, if you're Chris Ballard, I think you look at that and you say, all right, like if we somehow get a team that does this, that's going to help this rebuild, speed up this rebuild a whole lot quicker than maybe we thought, you know? So even if it is a couple, you know, early round picks that aren't first round picks, like, I'm fine with that, you know, like I'm good with that. So, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how we've gotten to this point. And I feel bad for Anthony Richardson. I I feel bad for Shane Steichen, too, because you're taking his best player away from him. He hasn't even been able to scheme up anything with Jonathan Taylor because of this whole drama. So it just sucks for those two guys that it's gotten to this point where they may never have the opportunity to play or coach. Jonathan Taylor, so it's just, it is unfortunate, but I kind of look at it like it is what it is, you know, at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right, like, for Steichen of all people who, you know, he took, one of the reasons he took the job probably was Jonathan Taylor, right? See, all all offseason, you're talking with him for however many hours you did, talking about, you know, what Jonathan Taylor can do in that offense of his, and to know that you may never get the chance to actually utilize him is it, it's got to feel really upsetting. Uh, and I i, I got to wonder, you know, how does uh, how does that work for the rest of the team? I mean, how does how does the team view you now with your situation? I mean, I, it sounded like. Most of the Indianapolis Colts players uh, did not have a negative light on uh, Jonathan Taylor before. Not a hundred percent sure on whether or not, uh, Uh, it's this is going to change anything but I mean again it just comes down to the fact that he's he's hurt and his market's not high there's only a few select teams that one can afford him two are willing to trade draft capital for him that's high enough to interest the Colts to do so I mean, if you're asking me if they only give you a second rounder, would that be enough? I don't think so. It has to be either a first rounder or a collection of things. And I don't see in any way shape or form how anyone is willing to give up Jonathan give up a first rounder for Jonathan Taylor unless you're a, a high key contender like the Bills or the Chiefs, and I just don't know if there's any way, shape, or form that they go and get him. I just don't see it happening. Right. So it's it's so weird because I, I just like
1: you said I never thought
2: that the Indianapolis Colts would end up seeing themselves in
1: this situation with JT. No, none of us foresaw this happening to be completely honest with you. Like it's just kind of crazy how you know it's almost like wild to me how the perception has changed in like literally a couple months. Like Taylor was probably we saw it last year Derek in training camp. Jonathan Taylor literally was the franchise last year. Like they like in the in the one practice we were at, remember that night practice? I don't remember who they were playing. I think it was a joint practice or something, but it was the night practice where like it was sold out. All these different people, all these national reporters came. Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys they gave the mic to. And he was just – you know, he's so beloved by Indianapolis to go from there to where we are this year. It's just – it's jarring. It's just crazy. I guess that kind of shows you, I guess, to quote Earth, say, like, life goes on, man. Like, life goes on. Whether or not we like it, life goes on. And what you did last year, what you did 2021, doesn't matter. You know, the NFL is now. And – it's a, it's a really harsh reality, I think, for a lot of people to understand. And it, it's hard for us to understand as well. You know what I mean? And so it just sucks. It just sucks that it's to this point. But you know what he I mean?
2: Trained, uh JT in a second for Stephon Diggs. Reports that Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Ain't no shot that the Buffalo Bills are giving up Stephon Diggs for a running back that one can't play right now and a second-rounder, bro. Stephon Diggs is one of the top three best wide receivers in the NFL right now. Yeah. That'd
1: be, I'd be all right with it. but I would be fine with it, too. You ain't going to catch me complaining about it, but I'm just yeah. saying it ain't going to happen. Isn't it just interesting how it just seems like it's such a bad PR move from the Jonathan Taylor camp with all of this? You know, like, how are you out there demanding money when you were hurt last year and you're hurt still? Like, I just don't understand. I just don't, from a PR perspective, that just seems like about the worst time to do it is right now. So Mm -hmm. I just never got that. I just never really understood that side of things. Maybe I'm naive in that way. I don't know, but it's just weird to me. Like, it just seems like a, a miscalculation. You know, you would think, like, you wouldn't tell him right now, if he's seriously dealing with this injury, like now is the time to demand all this money, you know, like, okay if he go Derek I have no doubt if he went out and he you know played in 16 to 17 games ran for 1500 yards Colt will have no problem paying him and extending him for a couple of years no question you know before all this if he just would would have sucked it up like Michael Pittman's doing and being like whenever I get it I get it and gone and you know just performed and proved that he can stay healthy I have no question that they would have so it's just it's just a weird like. Like if I'm trying to like put myself from his perspective and it's just hard for me to understand the logic in it.
2: It's just, it's just, again, the fact that you have no leverage. It's just, again, uh, there's only a few select teams that one have the capital to have the actual draft capital in order to be able to make it happen. And it just, and, and is that team, is that team or any, either of those teams even able to make a deal done, you know, like that's going to be the big thing. And I just think about it. And I think at the end of the day, there's just no way that somebody's going to pay for, uh, going to pay for Jonathan Taylor to get 14, 15, $16 million a year. Uh, even after the one season that he had. You just came off of an injury-ridden season. Nobody's going to give up a second, third, fourth-round pick, and pay you fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year for three or four years. On top of that, to to where you're at now, it's just not it. It's just I, I don't I don't see it, and I, I think you're right. JT is going to be in for a rude awakening. When he finds out this has all been for nothing.
1: Yep. Shout out to the 600 people in here. If you would do me just a quick favor, do us a quick favor, rather. If you would like this stream. Right now we're at about 125 likes. So if we can get it up that up to 400, like I think we could easily do that. If you would help us out, we'd really appreciate it. And also consider subscribing. As Derek, we've, t- we've talked about before. Now we're getting close to our goal of 17K. Right now we are about... 250 away from that. So I think we could easily get there, but really do appreciate everybody. Let's continue on Derek. um, With, with any other thoughts, do you have any other thoughts on this Taylor situation? I know we've, we're probably regurgitating a lot just because it's been a lot of like the same points, but it's just, it's at that point where it's like, this is kind of the breaking point. This is kind of the, the final straw that we were waiting for, you know, before something might happen, you know, like, you know, it, it, you know, the last thing we said was like the Colts aren't going to trade Taylor. And now that they are open for that, like, it's just different. We didn't expect it. So, um, but I think you're right in the fact that when you said like, they're not just going to give them away because literally Jim Irsay said, we are not trading Jonathan Taylor like a few weeks ago. So that has me thinking like, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor unless <laughs> they give us what we're asking for. That's kind of what I think. So. Um, and I, I'm sure say still is like, we're not trading him, or he's really hesitant. And maybe he's talked to some of his guys and they say, look, if this is going to continue, might as well try to get something out of them. And I think it's smart for the Colts to do this. I really do. I think it's smart for them to at least open the opportunity, you know? Hopefully, just at least
2: the Colts don't back down and, and are very, very stingy on what happens here. Um, and I see the people talking to us like, This is exactly what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson had the same thing happen. Lamar seems to think that he was going to get something way bigger than anyone else on the guaranteed money. He didn't end up getting it. And then he came back to Baltimore realizing it was his best opportunity because nobody else was going to go pay him the money that he wanted. So it comes down to that. The only reason, the only thing that makes this all really suck and why there is only one slimmer of leverage with Jonathan Taylor is you can clearly see the difference in when Jonathan Taylor is on the field running the football versus with anyone else out there. Now, obviously, we're talking about preseason right now, but I mean, even from games in general, you've seen it before. and. Obviously, having Jonathan Taylor out there versus a Zach Moss, a Deion Jackson, and Evan Hall, there's a huge difference in your production that you're going to get from your from that guy. But at the end of the day, you can't you can't cave into that one because at the end of the day, you'll move on. You'll get a different running back, and we've seen plenty of teams in this NFL uh, paradigm before when. Big games without it. Um, it's just you look at some of the biggest numbers out there, right? I mean, CMC gets paid sixteen million dollars a year. Cody, are you paying Jonathan Taylor sixteen million a year? Absolutely not. Nick Chubb gets paid twelve million a year. Are you paying him over twelve million right now? See, Derek, like it's just it's tough. Not because- with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's getting paid twelve million. Nick Chubb stays on the field every year, and Nick Chubb is top three in rushing stats every single year. Every single year, regardless if if he misses some games or not, Nick Chubb always ends up being there. He's number 12 he's only getting paid 12 million a year. So and then of course, you know, we saw Saquon Barkley who was adamant of the running back market was furious with how it went and was thinking of the possibility of sticking it to the new york giants and then what does he do a few days later signs a contract right a one-year contract
1: josh jacobs just recently has returned so like everybody else seems like they're waking up so it's kind of weird that doesn't seem like taylor's camp at least right now nothing's really happened um but like to your point Derek, a couple of those running backs they offer you third down like they offer you more than just a you know, a couple downs, like I know Taylor's one of the best, you know, when it comes to pure runner, but like McCaffrey, you know, look what he does in the run game, you know, Um, you know, you look at Saquon even like, you know, like these guys do that. And, and, you know, they're not, you know, Saquon's not even getting paid and he just had a great season. So yeah, it's just, it is what it is. It's just, it's not great. And that's just the reality of where we're at. So yeah, it's just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. It really is.
2: I, I didn't think that we would end up being in this situation, but here we are.
1: <laughs> you and me both, man.
2: I don't I, I'm just gonna say, probably to end this, because I think this is where we're at right here. I don't
1: think he's getting traded.
2: If I had to put my money on it, Cody, I'm I don't think he gets traded.
1: Never honestly. underestimate the stupidity of one organization to do something stupid like this. Just never know. Like teams are dumb, man. Like a lot of teams are smart, but there are just takes. Just takes one, man. Just takes one. We'll be yep. happy. And it sucks because I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. But if right. it comes to that point, I'd rather get something out of him than nothing. You know, something yep. for the rebuild makes sense to me.
2: Yep, totally agree with you.
1: So. Well, there's been a lot of people in this stream, just to kind of tangent here. It's been awesome. i you have 600 of you in here right now. I've missed all the people in here, so good to see everybody. Unfortunately, a, a, a drama just brings people here, man. <laughs> it just draws people. It's just funny how that works. But it's been good. It's been good. Do you have any other thoughts here, Derek, before we kind of hop off here? <laughs> No, uh, okay.
2: just, yeah, just wishing that uh, we didn't have to go down this road with the Indianapolis Colts, but just it is what it is.
1: Yeah. So, well, thank you to everybody who's in here. Still about 560 people. Like I said earlier, if you wouldn't mind hitting the like button, subscribing, all that good stuff. Um, we're trying to make the push to 17K, so if you would help us out, that would be tremendous. I know there can be a tendency to just hop on here and listen. And I know I do the same thing at times, but we really do appreciate every single one of you guys in here. You guys make this happen. So you're, you're you're why we do this to be completely honest. So, and think
2: about this. If he, and he still is going to Philly, apparently like, think of how awkward that must be. (laughs) Right. Like to know that, that Jonathan Taylor is on a flight with you and that, you know, he doesn't want to be a part of your team anymore. Like, think of how weird
1: that is. <laughs> it's got to be awkward for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all. That's all we got. It's all she wrote, man. So thank you everybody for tuning in. It's hard to, to end this stream with still 500 of you in here, but it's still, it's it's been good. It's been really good. Yep, absolutely. So. Well, thanks guys. Really do appreciate it. Um, listen to, uh, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? I missed it. Dang it. Where'd it go? I hate when I miss stuff in the comments and it just like disappears. Oh, here we go. Uh, listen to our guy Zach and hit the like button before you're on your way out. Um, we're just ran this about 40 minutes. So we'd love for you guys to join the family. But other than that, guys, that'll do it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support as always. Let us know if you didn't, weren't able to join us live. That's totally fine. Um, just let us know your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor, on the whole situation with Indianapolis and everything surrounding this, the compensation, all that stuff. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much. And as always, go Colts.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?